good morning. I'm glad you could join us this morning, and I hope you have had a good week. And I look forward to being able to see you all again soon. We met last week outdoors. It was kind of hot. Uh, please do stay tuned. There's going to be some information coming up uh, very soon, I hope, on what future services will look like. I've got an idea. I'm working on something now, and hopefully we're going to be able to begin to meet regularly very soon. And so do uh, keep that in your prayers as, as we continue to battle through this coronavirus. Now, we're going to be back in a chapter that we just covered a few weeks ago, Psalm 37. Uh, we just covered the 37th Psalm probably a month or so ago, uh, but we're going to be revisiting that. We're going to go back and we're going to take another look at that. Now, it's kind of a long psalm, and we didn't go through every single verse of it, but I was reading through the psalms yesterday, and I got to Psalm 37, and as I was reading uh, through, there were a couple of verses that really just kind of caught my attention. You may have had that happen before. You're reading God's Word. Maybe it's something you've read a lot of times. Maybe it's something you've just read recently, as in the case of Psalm 37. And there's just something in it that just really speaks to you, grabs your attention. And that was my experience yesterday, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So Psalm 37, verses 30 and 31. Now, I don't believe we talked about these verses in detail a few weeks back when we looked at this psalm. We kind of hit some different ones, but we, I believe, skipped over this one. And so uh, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about these couple of verses this morning. So let's pray, and then we'll get into the Word. Father God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for these words, and I pray that we'll grow in them. I pray that we would we would hear them. I pray that they would have an impact on our life. I pray that, God, you just would help us to grow in them. I pray that you help us to be able to get back together and meet very soon, dear Lord. Thank you for the, the meeting we got to have last week. And, God, I pray that you just keep us safe in the future and whatever our meetings may look like. And I pray that you just help everything to go together smooth with that. And God, I just pray that you hide me behind the cross as I preach and teach today, that in your words you'll be glorified. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 37, verses 30 and 31. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. His tongue speaks what is just. The instruction of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. Now, when I read through those couple of verses, I said, well, those are the things I want in my life. I want to be like that. God, I want to excel in these ways. This is what I want to be like, God. Well, what do we want to be like? Well, hopefully, we want to be righteous. It talks about the mouth of the righteous. Now, those of us who in Jesus Christ, we are definitely righteous, and we need to live like it. The words that come from our mouth need to show that we are in Jesus Christ, that we are his. We should strive to live a righteous and a holy life for the Lord. The righteous, that's who we're talking about here. Well, what are we talking about, the righteous? Well, we're talking about their mouth and the words that come from their mouth. In this case, in Psalm 37, it says, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. And when I read that, I said, boy, God, that's what I want in my life. God, I want to speak words of wisdom. I want to say things that are that are positive, that are good, uh, that have a that have an impact for the good in people's lives that I encounter. Now, many times we open our mouths and we say things that are not wise at all. We say things that are foolish. We say things that are hurtful. We say things that are bad things that we should not say. But it says here, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. Now, that should be what we strive for, brothers and sisters in Christ. 
If we've put our trust in Jesus Christ, we need to be in God's word. We need to be growing in his instruction. We need to be praying that God would give us wisdom and the decisions that we make in our lives and the decisions that maybe we have to help others make, those that God puts before us and in our past. We need to have the same desire that this passage is talking about here, that we are in Jesus Christ, we are righteous in him, and our mouths utter wise things. So we may need to take a look at our mouth. We may need to check ourselves and so, okay, what kind of things are coming out of my, my mouth? Are they good things? Are they things that glorify God? Or are they harmful things, both to me and those I encounter? Are we saying things to build people up or are we saying things to tear people down? Let the words that come from our mouth be words of wisdom. The righteous utters wisdom. His tongue speaks what is just. Now, I don't know about you, but these are things that I want to see in my life. I want to be wise. I want to speak justly. These are things that we need to be striving for, that we need to be seeking, that we need to try to live by in our own lives, especially if we are those in Jesus Christ, because that's where true wisdom comes from. It comes from Jesus Christ. And when we put our faith and trust in him, we begin to understand what wisdom is. And hopefully over time, we begin to grow in that wisdom. He goes on to say, the instruction of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. Again, these are simple things, but these are things that I see these things in God's word and I say, I want that. I want to be righteous. I want to be wise. I want to be just. I want God's instruction to be in my heart. I don't want to falter. I don't want to sin. I don't want to do evil, sinful things. Sometimes I do those things. Sometimes you do those things. Even though we don't want to, sometimes we do those things, but our desire and our prayer should be, God, help me not to falter, but God, help me to dwell on your instructions, to grow in them, to know what you say is good, to know how I should live my life. Dear Lord, help me to have my your instructions, God, in my heart. Help me not to falter in my actions. Now, we talk about our tongue and our heart here in just these couple of verses, but uh, the Bible has plenty to say about these two things. When it speaks about our tongue or the words that come from our mouth, well, are they good things or are they bad things? Well, James talks about the tongue very strongly. In James chapter 3, he tells us, look, we better be careful how we use our tongue because it's a powerful, powerful thing. If you want to flip there, James chapter 3, verses 3 through 12. Now, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we also guide the whole animal and consider ships. Though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the wheel of the pilot directs. So too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how large a forest, a small fire ignites, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness, is placed among the parts of our body. It pollutes the whole body, sets the course of life on fire, and is set on fire by hell. Every sea creature, reptile, bird, or animal is tamed and has been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. We praise our Lord and Father with it, and we curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. Praising and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers, these things should not be this way. 
Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives, my brothers? Or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can salt water, can a salt water spring yield fresh water. Now, James spells that out pretty clearly there for us. Our mouth is a small part of our body, but boy, it can do a lot of destruction. It can cause a lot of harm. It is full of unrighteousness, James says. He says we use the same mouth to, uh, to praise God and to curse others. It should not be this way, James says. You shouldn't have those same things coming from your mouth. Our mouths, brothers and sisters in Christ, should be mouths that speak things that are going to bring glory to the Lord, that speaks truths, that speaks wisdom, that speaks love, that speaks kindness, that speaks forgiveness, that speaks mercy, that speaks grace. Those are the things that our tongues should speak. And too many times, maybe we are guilty of letting our tongue get away from us and we, instead of speaking good things, we speak foolish things, we speak evil things, we speak down to people, and boy, we destroy a lot of things. In Matthew 12, 37, Jesus says, For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, the Pharisees have just accused Jesus of something horrible in the verses before, and their words about Jesus were not true. And it's the things that we say that we are going to be judged by, what our mouth says, because what comes out of our mouth in Luke uh, chapter 6, Jesus says, comes from the overflow of our heart. And so if there is evil coming from us, if there is hatred coming from us, if there is anger coming from us, if there is no love coming from our mouth toward other people, then guess what? That our heart is bad. Our heart is not good. As James used the illustration of the tree at the end of that passage, can a fig tree produce olives? Well, no, a fig tree can't produce olives. A fig tree produces figs. And those of us who are in Jesus Christ should be producing Christ-like fruit. If we say we are in Christ, but we are producing bad and evil fruit, then guess what? We may not be in Christ. If there, is, if there is no repentance in our life and we continually do evil and we aren't convicted of it and we don't care of it, and the fruit that's being produced is bad fruit, then we need to consider what James is saying here. We need to consider what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 12, in Luke chapter 6, in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus says, look, what comes out of you comes from the heart. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, Jesus said in Matthew 15, but what comes out of his heart. That is what shows what a man really is and who a man really is. And we need to say, okay, God, help my heart to be right. Now, we can offer lip service and we can say a lot of good things. But that still doesn't change our heart. Even if we're able to fool everybody around us, we're not fooling God. And ultimately, those things that are deep in our heart are going to come out. Now, that doesn't mean that if something comes out that shouldn't be there, that you are not a Christian or you're an evil person and you must not really love Jesus. That's not necessarily the case, even for those who are Christians, who walk alongside the Lord and who strive to do His will. Even still, there are days that we let our tongue get away from us. But is it a pattern? Do you feel convicted? Do you repent of that? Or do you keep doing it every day? Do you let your tongue get away from you day after day after day? Well, if so, then maybe you need to say, 
Lord, okay, I need to check myself and one, make sure I'm really following you, make sure I'm really yours. And two, Lord, if I am God, I don't want to be this way anymore. God, I don't want to give in to my tongue. I don't want my tongue to get away from me and destroy relationships in my family with my friends and my job and my church. Wherever it may be that we encounter people, boy, our tongue can really do some things. Now, it can do some good things, too. We've talked about bad things, but boy, our tongue can do some great things. Well, we can praise the Lord with our tongue. We can say encouraging words to other people with our tongue. We can use our tongues to spread the love of Jesus Christ to other people. There are lots of things that can come from our mouth that are good things, that are godly things, that are holy things, and those are the things that we should be focused on and dwelling on and striving to, to say, okay, God, help me to have these things come from my mouth so that when I speak, I speak your truth, God. I speak your love and the words that come from my mouth. And that's what we see here in Psalm 37. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. Let that be our prayer today, that we would be uh, men and women of God who would speak wisely of the Lord, that we would speak of the Lord's goodness. That when we open our mouth, foolishness doesn't come out, but wisdom comes out. In that second part, verse 31, Psalm 37, the instruction of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. Well, if there are things in our life that, that we do that we don't desire to do, sins that we commit, times that we falter, and we don't want to falter, well, here's how we can bat that. We listen to the Lord's instructions, and we live by them. Now, we read God's instruction in His Word, but when we come to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells in us, we have God's instruction on our heart. Now, I believe that all of us as human beings made in the image of God have, have some knowledge of God and goodness within us on our heart, things that God would desire for us to do and not to do. But when we come to Jesus Christ and when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we read His Word, boy, those instructions become clear to us. We see the light. We understand them clearly. We see what, what God really desires of us. And it says here, the instruction of God is in Excuse me, the instruction of his God is in his heart. Now we need to read God's word and we need, to, we need to, to meditate on it and we need to think about it and we need to tuck it away in our heart because that's what's going to keep us from faltering. We are going to be reminded of God's word when those, those temptations come in our life and those things uh, that we're tempted by come and we say, okay, what am I going to do? And, and oftentimes you may be surprised if you, if you read God's word a lot and you soak it in and you, you stick it in your heart, you may be surprised how the Holy Spirit will use that uh, to, to convict you and to help and to guide you and to give you strength to overcome sin that may come upon you in your life. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10, it says, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Now, in the context of what's going on here in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews is trying to point the Jewish people to Jesus, away from the old law, the law of Moses, and point them to Jesus, away from the old covenant that we saw in the Old Testament and to the new covenant that is in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ, uh, we don't have to uh, 
look for stone tablets or things that uh, the Old Testament people did, but God's law is written on our heart. That's what it's saying here in Hebrews. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. Well, that's what Psalm 37 says. Even though that's an Old Testament verse, that's still uh, what David is talking about in Psalm 37. The instruction of his God is in his heart. In whose heart? In the heart of the righteous. And how are we made righteous? We are made righteous through Jesus Christ by putting our faith in him, knowing that he is the son of God who gave his life on a cross so that we could be forgiven. We are not righteous on our own. We are not righteous even if we could control our mouth and make it say only good things for all of this earth. It does not make us righteous. But what makes us righteous is when we confess with our heart that Jesus is Lord. When we trust in him and put our faith in him, that's what makes us righteous because he is righteous. And we are covered by his righteousness. His righteousness is greater than our sinfulness when we come to him and put our faith and trust in him. And David says here, the righteous utter wisdom. The righteous have God's instructions on their heart and they do not falter. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be one who lives a righteous life. I want to be one who, when my mouth is opened, I open words of wisdom. That the things that come out of my mouth are things that come from my heart. That the things that are in my heart are things that are written on my heart by God. That I would grow in Him. That I would mature in Him. That I would love like Him. And that I would grow each day to be more and more like Him. That is what my desire is. And I read verses like these and I say, boy, I want that. And then I say, boy, I'm a long way from that. These are things that I want. These are things that I'm working toward as a Christian, but I still got a long way to go because I still falter. Boy, I wish that in none of my steps that I ever falter. There are days that I falter, most days, maybe even every day. I sit down and look close enough. There are lots of times in my life that I falter. But as Christians, even though we falter, we continue to repent continue to go to the Lord. We continue to seek Him. We continue to listen to the instructions of His Word, the instructions that He writes in our heart. We continue to strive to live righteously for Him. At least that's what we should be doing. Now you may look at your life and you may say, boy, I falter a lot. Well, I understand because I do too. Praise the Lord for Jesus Christ. Through Him, we can be made righteous. Through Him, we can be made whole. Through Him, He can make us into a new creation. There are lots of things in our past that when we come to Jesus Christ, we are forget of those things, and we begin to grow in Him, but boy, that's a process that takes time. Once you put your trust in Jesus Christ, I hope you're growing in Him today. I hope you're striving and desiring these things today, to be righteous in Him, to speak wisdom and not foolishness, to live for the Lord and not for the world, to listen to what the Lord says instead of what the world says, to follow His instructions and no other instructions so that through them we can grow more and more in Him and grow closer to Him and grow further away from our sins that cause us to falter. Let's pray. Father God, we come to You and I thank You for these words and I pray, God, that these words would, would, would be words we can live by. God, if there's one that hasn't put their faith in Jesus Christ today, that they would trust Him and be made righteous in this moment. God, I pray for those of us who are in Christ that you would help us to 
speak words of wisdom, that we would listen to your instructions, that we would heed your instructions, that we would live by what your instructions say, dear Lord. God, help us not to falter. But when we do falter, dear Lord, I pray that you would convict us so that we come to you and repent. God, that you can make us into something better. God, we've already been transformed in Jesus Christ, but we're a work in progress, so continue to work on us, dear Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvnatme.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.